Has Jesus been lifted up? Then you know what he promised? He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all peoples to myself. We've lifted him up today. We've been talking about that. Jesus said that in John 12, 32. And I, if I be lifted up, I will draw all peoples to myself. The verb, lifted up. And this text of Matthew, of John 12, 32, has a dual meaning. Jesus was obviously referring to his death. For he says in John 12, 33, he said this to signify what death he would die. He told Nicodemus in John 3, he said, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. See, Jesus was lifted up on the cross. Why did Moses lift that serpent in the wilderness? Because the people were being bitten by snakes and dying. Why were they being bitten by snakes and dying? Because they had rebelled against God. They had gone their own sinful way. God said, Moses, you put a bronze snake on a pole and you lift it up. And if anybody has the faith to look at that snake, they'll be healed. Jesus compared his death, his being lifted up on the cross, to Moses lifting the serpent up on the pole. That if anyone would have the faith to trust in what Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary, they'd be saved from that poison that's infected all mankind called sin. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. When Jesus spoke of being lifted up, he was referring to the cross. But he also knew what was to come after that. He was aware that the cross was the first step in being glorified for all people to be drawn to him. We obviously know that today is Resurrection Sunday. He is risen. Oh, y'all got to pay attention. Some of y'all were there. Some of you were snoozing. He is risen. The word resurrection is anastasis. In fact, you may have met somebody named Anastasia before. It means one who will be resurrected. One who will be reborn. The scripture also uses the phrase raised from the dead or simply raised up to refer to Jesus' resurrection. It can also be translated lifted up. So when Jesus was lifted up from the grave, that was another way that he was exalted, that he was glorified. The Bible says that Jesus fulfilled prophecy by him being raised from the dead. Peter preached at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. And he, it says he preached about what King David prophesied. Listen to what the scripture says, how Peter preached. The very first sermon he ever preached. It was about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and how David prophesied it. He said, men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth. A man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands and crucified and put to death. Whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by it. For David says concerning him, 
I foresaw the Lord always before my face. For he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in the grave. Nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He, David, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in the grave, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Peter preached the resurrection of Jesus Christ was the fulfillment of prophecy. This exalted Christ. It proved that he was who he said he was. 1 Corinthians 15, as Paul was preaching to the church at Corinth, he said, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you believed, in which you stand. He said, by which also you're saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. Paul says, for I delivered to you first of all that which I also received. Listen, here's the simple gospel. That Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. That he was buried, and that on the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures. There's the gospel right there. And he says it's fulfilling scripture. It was according to the scriptures that he must die. Take your place and take my place. It was according to the scriptures. It was written long ago that he would be buried among criminals. It was written long ago that he would, on the third day, rise from the dead. And so when he did, this exalted him. This glorified him to be who he said he was. And it fulfilled his own claims about himself. Jesus told his disciples numerous times, as in Matthew chapter 16, verse 21, Matthew writes, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem, suffer many things from the elders and chief priests, and be killed and be raised on the third day. He told them in Luke 9, 22, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. The angels at the tomb, when Mary and the other women went to the tomb, they were looking for Jesus. The angels pointed this out to those women, what Jesus said. They reminded them. He says, he is not here, but he is risen. Speaking to these women, he said, remember how he spoke to you concerning this? Saying the Son of Man must be delivered to the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise again? And it says, and then they remembered. The Pharisees couldn't deny his resurrection. We find in, in Matthew chapter 27, verses 62 and following, that they wanted to make sure the tomb was sealed. For they said, while he was living, he said he would rise again. So let's make sure that doesn't happen. Pilate, would you make sure that tomb is sealed properly so that can't happen? Did that stop him from rising from the dead? Indeed not. And after he rose from the dead, they had to bribe the guards at the tomb to say that the disciples had stolen his body. 
So the Pharisees couldn't deny that, that what Jesus said would happen indeed happened, and they had to bribe people to say it otherwise. You see, he was lifted up through the resurrection. Because he fulfilled prophecy. He fulfilled his own claims about himself. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 1 that it declared him to be who he said he was. Listen to Romans 1.3. Concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. It was the resurrection that proved that Jesus was who he said he was. Had he stayed in the grave, he had just been another crucified victim of the Roman government. But he rose from the dead, declaring himself. Remember what the soldier at the foot of the cross said? Even before he was taken down from the cross, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. And then the Bible records for us in the Gospel of Acts, Another way that the resurrection was declared and, and lifted him up, the Bible says in, that the, the apostles began to preach the resurrection. That was their gospel message. When they preached in the early church, they preached the resurrected, the risen Lord Jesus. Not a dead Christ, not a dead God, a living God. It says they preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. It says in Acts 4.33, it says... And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. The question is, do you believe that he's alive? I believe most of us here today, if not all of us, would agree. Yeah, I believe Jesus is alive. What difference is it making in your life that he's alive? Let me ask you this. Did it make a difference in the life of the early disciples, the first ones? They thought he was dead. Their hopes had been crushed. But on resurrection morning, Sunday morning, when they heard that he was alive, they still didn't believe it until he appeared to them and they saw him. Do you think it made a difference? Could Peter have stood and preached a powerful message as he did and, and 3,000 people come to know Christ apart from the resurrection? You see, it made a difference in their lives. What is the resurrected Lord Jesus? How is it making a difference in your life? Oh, it's just another day. We show up for church and we worship. Or is it making a difference in your life day after day after day? If He is the Son of God, if He is risen from the dead, what difference is it making in my life? The Bible says, if any man is in Christ, what is he? A new creature. What's been passed away? What's gone? What's in the past? It says old things. That which you used to be, that which you used to do is behind you now. You shouldn't be in those things anymore. And if you think you're in Christ and in those things, you're deceiving yourself. You're not in Christ. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, what? All things have become new. You're a new person and you're doing new things. You're thinking differently. You're wanting things differently. It's not the same thing. You see, when you're new, when Christ was resurrected, He was given a glorified body. He was made new. And He said, I've conquered not only sin on the cross, but I've conquered death and the grave in my resurrection. And I've conquered that for you. There was another way that Jesus was lifted up. His resurrection. But after His resurrection... 
He walked the earth for 40 days in a period to, to over 500 people. Death could not hold our Lord Jesus. He was again, even after his resurrection, lifted up, raised. This time not on the cross, this time not from the tomb, but bodily, up, up, and away, out of sight. To what am I referring? The ascension. By the way, the ascension means to raise up, to lift up, to go up. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, now he's been lifted up on the cross, he's been lifted up from the grave, and now he is being lifted up bodily into the air. The obvious question, the Bible says in Acts chapter 1, verse 9, the disciples were there, and it says, he was, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. So the obvious question is, to where? Where was he going? Jesus said in John 60, 62, I'm going back to where I was before. Where was that? In fact, Jesus told his disciples in John 14, he said, I'm, you know where I'm going and you know the way. And Thomas goes, uh-uh. We don't know where you're going. And we don't know the way. You know, you're going somewhere after you die. You know that? Stop and think about that for a minute. Every man, woman, boy, and girl here today is going somewhere when they die. You will either ascend or you will what? Descend. The Bible talks about two men. Luke chapter 16, one man ascended to be with the Father in heaven and the other man descended and was in torment in hell you're going somewhere when you die do you know where you're going what difference does the resurrection make in where you're going all the difference in this world and the next where was Jesus going the Bible says these angels said in Acts 1:11, men of Galilee why do you stand gazing into heaven, this same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. He was going to heaven. He was going to heaven. Jesus said in John 20, 17, he told the lady, he said, don't touch me. He said, I am ascending to my father and to your father, and I'm ascending to my God and your God. Where was he going? He was going to heaven. He was going back to be with his father. That's where he was before before he came to earth as a baby. He was in heaven. He was with the Father. And also we find in Scripture after Scripture, I may not take the time to read every one of these, but Mark records it in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, verse 19. says, He was received up into heaven, and he sat down at the right hand of God. Paul said, Peter said it. I just read it for you a moment ago in Acts 2.33. He said, Christ, he raised up Christ to sit on his throne. He repeated that again in Acts 5.31, that Jesus Christ was lifted up and, and ascended to be at the right hand of God. The Apostle Paul wrote about it in Ephesians 1, 19 and 20. He said, what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? 
which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. Listen to the next two verses. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be Lord over all things. He ascended into heaven, back to the Father, to sit on the throne at God's right hand. Hebrews records it in several places. And this throne is the place of authority. Acts 2.30, Paul said he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. We just read in Ephesians 1 that it's the place of all might and all power and all authority and all dominion over all things, not only in this age, but in the age to come. His ascension lifted him up. It revealed that he was who he said he was. He is the king of kings. He was seated at the, God's right hand, and that's where he is today. But the question is, is, have you given him that position in your life? Have you lifted him up in your heart to make him Lord of your life? Have you lifted him up in your home? To be the Lord of your home, your television set, your books and magazines, your computer. Have you lifted them up in your career? What you're doing as a career and how you're witnessing and being an example to other people. Are you lifting him up? Is Jesus the Lord of your life? You see, he is who he said he was. He proved it by his resurrection. And he ascended to be with the Father and sits at his right hand. That's glorious. But there are some that are going to miss that. Because he's not the Lord of their life. I read for you a moment ago Luke 9, 22. Where Jesus was telling the disciples that he must be killed, rejected. He must be rejected, killed, and then raised. Here's verse 23. This is what follows. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will, not may, will lose it. But whoever loses his life, he says, for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what profit it What profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and, as one gospel writer said, and loses his soul? What if you get everything you want out of this life, this life, but when you die, your soul's lost forever? What good is it? Do you think God is going to look at your bank account? How many vacations you took? Where you got to travel to? What kind of job and position you had in your career? How far up the ladder you ascended in this world? None of that's going to matter. None of that's going to matter. He's going to look for one thing. He's going to look for Jesus Christ, his son. Was he on the throne of your heart? Was he your Lord and Savior? You're going somewhere when you die. You will be buried. 
you will even be raised. There is a resurrection of the righteous and the unrighteous. Did you know that the Bible, Jesus taught that? The resurrection of the righteous will be ascended to be with the Father. But the resurrection of the unrighteous dead will be tormented forever, separated from God forever in a place called hell. You know what stands in between right now for you? The cross and the resurrection. God says, I put a roadblock in the way. I don't want anyone to perish. I want all to come to repentance. So I put the cross and the empty tomb right here in the way, and that if they go to hell, as they stumbled over it, they refused it, they rejected it, they despised it, and they fell headlong into hell, just as Judas did. Betrayed him with a kiss. Lord, I love you, but I'm not going to commit my life to you. Is that real love? Don't betray him on Easter Sunday with a kiss. Don't just kiss him twice a year, Christmas and Easter. Don't betray him the rest of your life. If he is who he said he was, and if he did what he said he would do, and if what he did accomplished what he said it would accomplish, the forgiveness of our sins, and if he rose from the dead to give us new life, then why in the world would I not devote all that I am to him? Why would you not? Why would you want anything else? There's nothing greater. There's nothing more. This is it. It doesn't get any better than this. I always hated those commercials. They're drinking a beer. It doesn't get any better than this. Really? They're at the beach. It doesn't get any better than this. Really? They're in the mountains. It doesn't get any better than this. Really? Yeah, if you don't know Jesus, it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> but if you know Jesus, the cross, the resurrection, it doesn't get any better than that. If you lose your life for His sake in their gospels, you'll find it. And it's the most glorious life you could ever dream possible. But you've got to be willing to surrender. Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How, and we don't know the way. How can we know the way? Remember what Jesus said? I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. You know, there's no truth other than Jesus. There's no way other than Jesus. There is no life other than Jesus. Here or there. Anyone that wants to go to the Father, as Jesus was resurrected and ascended to the Father, anyone that wants to go to the Father, that wants to go to heaven, that wants to see Him at the right hand of God, must go through Jesus Christ. You must believe in Him. You must, and it's greater than just saying, I know He died on the cross for my sin. The devil believes that. The devil knows he died on the cross. The devil knows he was resurrected. The devil knows he's the son of God. But the devil's not going to be in heaven. That's not what gets you into heaven, just knowing it. 
What the devil will never do is what I'm asking you to do today is surrender, submit, give your life to Jesus Christ. Be saved. Turn from your wicked ways and trust Him as Savior and Lord. That's when you find real life. Now and forever. Do it today. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow.